This episode of the Player Spotlight series is brought to you by SKN Biopharma. SKN Biopharma is a local business located in Avon, Ohio. They're now marketing and selling a revolutionary new hand sanitizer and surface protectant that is part of the solution to help fight this global epidemic. SKN Biopharma's hand sanitizer, which protects hands for up to 8 hours, and their surface protectant, which protects surfaces up to 90 days, are non-toxic and utilize revolutionary technology to kill pathogens of all types longer than anyone previously thought possible. Their business has absolutely exploded, and their products are available right now at www.sknmicrosure.com. Protect yourself, protect your family, and protect your business with the best solution available on the planet. Up next, from the Los Angeles Chargers, Jason Moore. into the player spotlight series tonight a very special guest it is jason moore of the los angeles chargers as you may recall he was a standout at overland high school in football and basketball followed his passion to finley and then went ahead and took it to the next level last year with the los angeles chargers up next jason moore As the San Diego Supercharger song plays us in, obviously we know they're no longer in San Diego, but clearly a ton of people would still tell you that they are at first uh, glance looking at it. Um, obviously they moved to Los Angeles, but uh, the joke being, you know, obviously it's so fresh, a lot of people still feel like it's the San Diego Chargers. That being said, we are so excited to have Jason to the show tonight. Uh, this young standout from Oberlin High School moved on to Finley, and then really, you know, last year... With the Chargers, a, a growing season for him. I'm sure a lot of learning lessons first year in the league. But the Chargers do uh, expect big things out of him coming into what will be his second season in the league. We are very excited to have him on. So without any further ado, let's go ahead and get him to the hotline now. On the hotline now, Los Angeles Charger, Jason Moore. Jason, welcome to the program. How you doing, man? Uh, pretty good. And yourself? I'm doing well. Good, glad to hear it. You know, I'm, I'm excited to hear about what's been going on with you and the Chargers and, and everything new, and we're going to get to all that in a bit, but, you know, I would be remiss not to talk about your days growing up in Oberlin. I mean, such a big deal there, um, you know, a smaller community, but really, you know, Northeast Ohio is, is such a hotbed for, you know, high school football. Um, no matter where you where you go, you could really make a name for yourself, and I feel you did so there. You know, congratulations on that, and I, I wanted to ask you, too, Growing up in Overland, Ohio, what age did you start playing sports, and who helped you out in your young life develop the skills for the games of football and basketball? Uh, I started playing football when I was seven years old. 
Um, that was my first time really getting on the field. I remember my mom taking me to practice. A couple of my coaches back then, but my mom's brother, my uncle, uh, Greg Thomas, he was a big influence in me and my football days in my career and also my father on the basketball side. Uh, my uncle, Big Eye, played at Oakland High School. He was 6'6 uh, and played receiver and, you know, broke a couple records there. So I just remember being a kid, wanting to be like my uncle and go to high school one day, break his records and go to college. So, you know, I remember, uh, you know, through my youth days, my uncle would take me to practice a lot, fifth grade when I started playing again. So, yeah, he had a big influence on my career. You know, what does it mean to you to be from Oberlin and make it to the NFL? Because that's quite the inspiration for a lot of young men and women out there. Uh, it means everything to me because – Coming from my city, not a lot of people get the opportunity to do the things that I'm doing right now. But before I even got these opportunities, it was the journey of how I created them for myself. Uh, the resiliency in my in my path, you know, it means everything to come from Oberlin because I went to a small high school, D5 high school, had about 40 guys on our team. Didn't have many scholarships coming out, no D1s. I had like three D2 offers. And then to take the route I took to go to Finley, um, you know, play five and a half, six years, you know, redshirt my first year, then break my leg my second year, then have to grind four years and put good stuff on film, you know, um, it means everything because the journey of how I got here is, you know, what shaped my character to who I am and, you know, the journey is what made me who I am, so. Yeah, Jason, I'm, I'm glad you said, you know, about the smaller rosters, you know, 40 players on a roster at Oberlin, you know, some of these schools like an Anacious and an Eds, you know, they got 100 kids suiting up every Friday night, it's just insane. So for you to do what you did, you had to be good on both sides of the ball. You know, if, if I have my information correct here, and I believe that I do, you were named, you know, the PAC Defensive Back of the Year as a senior. How important was that, and, you know, what did that mean to your success overall? How did you get that? Uh, it shows my versatility, to be honest. It shows how much of a team player I am for my team. I think my big emphasis, my, my, my years at um, Oberlin, actually, was any way I could help my team win. And, you know, I sacrificed scholarships, really, um, moving to quarterback um, my middle of my junior year because teams really couldn't get a feel for what I was going to play in college. But, you know, coach made a decision, and I went along with it, and we felt like it was the best move for our team and for my success. And, you know, I was thinking about it last night, me moving to quarterback – wasn't a bad idea you know it allowed me to be versatile and also you know playing both ways I played quarterback and I played corner um throughout uh, my high school career I had I think eight or nine picks my junior year played corner again they stopped throwing my way my senior year but you know I had the island down just using my frame but yeah man I was just all over the place and it just shows how much of a value I was to my team and it just shows guys you know don't limit yourself when you're, you know, trying to make a name for yourself, just be versatile, you know, add more value to yourself by being able to play multiple positions. Yeah, absolutely. I actually covered, because I announced high school football here in Ohio, I actually announced the game this year between Oberlin and uh, Columbia. And it was, just, it was just great to be out there. To me, there's nothing like those Friday night lights. Absolutely. Um, you know, I mean, would you agree with that? Do you ever kind of miss it? I mean, I know it's, it's hard now because you're in the NFL, and you, I, I don't know how much you get a chance to reflect on that, but do you ever miss those Friday night lights? Every day, man. Um, every day. I remember when I was coming out of high school and I left, man, I remember um, me and my little brother just driving off after my last high school game because, you know, once those Friday night lights are over, it's really nothing like it. And um, just being able to play in front of your home fans and whatnot and be able to play in front of, you know, your parents, people who are close, man, just watching, you know, Friday night lights when I was growing up, it's just, it was really, it was a cool feeling to be able to play into those. But yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I definitely miss them all the time. 
Absolutely. Well, if you ever get a bye week and it's going on, come on in and I'll let you. I'll call. I'll have you call a game with me. How does that sound? That sounds great to me. Oh. <laughs> awesome. We would love to have you. You know, and I, before we get to your college days, I, I want to touch on one last high school thing for you, if that's okay. Um, you, you had a lot of success, not only on the football field, but on the basketball court. Uh, you were an all-pack selection in basketball, played in the Ohio North-South All-Star Game during your senior year. What did you like about basketball, and, you know, why, were you, why do you feel that you were successful at that as well? Basketball was my first love, to be honest, uh, just coming up. Uh, you know, my dad played basketball. My dad's 6'8", and, um, you know, I always thought I was going to end up being at least 6'5", 6'6", kind of have, like, the Anthony Davis uh, throughout the journey where I was, like, kind of like 5'10", 5'11", um, my freshman year, and I was feeling like I was going to sprout up. But my junior and senior, but obviously I kind of <clears throat> ended up being, like, 6'3", which is cool. You know, God had a different journey for me. And, you know, I was just skilled in both, really, and I had to make a business decision. Uh, in high school about which route I really wanted to take. But like I said, basketball was initially my first love. Traveling to AAU games, just playing in the backyard with my boys, man. Just growing up. I'm an athlete, man. And my biggest thing was just any way I can help make my mom's life easier and help my brother and my sister get through school. So basketball always had a special place in my heart. Even when I got to college, just seeing the college team play my first couple years, I really missed it. But yeah, man, I did play in that all-star game. I went out with a bang for my last game, uh, dropped like 37 points to like seven three-pointers. It was a great game, way for me to close out my career. So That's incredible. So, you know, one last question, then I'll move on to Finley, and, and thank you for taking this time tonight. It means a lot. Um, my question is this, and this is more so opinion than fact in any way, shape, or form. I feel, you know, as I call multiple sports and I played multiple sports in school, I feel it's always good if an athlete in high school plays multiple sports like you did. Nowadays, it's getting more and more, uh, it's, a, it's a rare thing. It's, it's not like it used to be. How do you feel on that subject? Do you feel um, you know, an athlete should play multiple sports, or when they get to high school, should they just stick to the one? Yeah, that's a good question, <clears throat> a good, good topic. Personally, for me, I played multiple sports because I knew I was talented in, in multiple things, and it comes down to you and your parents and, and how you guys feel, how, what you talk about, but me personally, I knew I was skilled in, in three ways. I knew I was skilled in basketball, baseball, and football. You know, a lot of uh, my family, friends coming up know that I could have played baseball in college as well. I was a lefty. I played center, almost the same as football, tracking the balls. I love to do it. I also played pitcher. I mean, I can hit and I can steal bases. So I was fairly good at baseball, but I kind of cut down baseball to really focus on AAU and football. But, man, for my opinion, don't limit yourself into what it is because – is there's a scout out there in either sport that might see something in you if you feel like you have skills as well. So, I mean, personally, to me, don't limit yourself. I know parents have this thing right now where they want kids to focus on one thing, but you just never know what the opportunities are. Had I just tried to focus on basketball and didn't really take football serious, I wouldn't be here today where I'm at, um, you know, because I didn't play football my freshman year in high school. just wanted to focus on basketball, but the story behind that is one of my mom's friends really got me to come out my sophomore year. We had a new coach coming in. And he just, you know, I was in the backyard throwing with him. He just said, come out for football this year, man. Come out. Come out. You know, I had played in seventh grade. I didn't play football eighth in my freshman year. So he said, come out this year. Come out. You know, I came out, talked to the coach and everything. And, you know, got my pads, got suited up for that um, for that season. And my career just took off since then. And it's been 10 years in the game just working now. And look where it's got me, man. So I just tell people, you know, if you can, don't limit yourself. Fo focus on what your first love is, but don't limit yourself. That's incredible. 
I, I couldn't agree with you more. 100% agree with you. Um, you know, moving on to Finley, you know, why did you choose Finley? Uh, I chose Finley because it was one of the three offers that I had. It was, it was uh, my coach's alma mater. And so basically it was far enough from home where I didn't have to, um, you know, be too close where I could grow my own and feel like, you know, I was becoming a man and whatnot. You know, my other offers was, no, was Notre Dame College and then Mercyhurst in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania was cool, but it was a little cold out there. I'm like, I'm not going out there. And Notre Dame was just too close. And Finley just felt right, you know. I like the program that they had. I like um, the mindset that they had to, to work hard. They basically said, if you're not willing to work hard, don't come here. And uh, my, one of my best friends, who I fell in love with him, you know, when I stepped on campus was Coach Wags, the strength coach, man. I just knew that, you know, the mindset uh, he had and then just the type of person he was was somebody I wanted to be around and somebody I wanted to help me grow. And, uh, man, you know, just going to Finley was a great decision for me because our relationship, as well as my other coaches, you know, just grew over the years. And, you know, I left a great reputation there, a great legacy. And, you know, I, I couldn't be more proud of how things turned out for me. Yeah, and, and speaking of that, this is a question I've been waiting to ask you for the last couple of days here. Something that I think is very important for people to listen to because I think it's going to inspire and motivate them. <clears throat> After redshirting your freshman year at Finley, you met with injury. Nobody wants that. Nobody chooses to get hurt. You broke your leg only weeks before the start of what would have been your first season, but your second year on campus. Couple question, couple questions here, and you can take as long as you want to answer them. Number one, you know how how hard was that to have to even go through that process? And then on top of that, how did rehab make you a stronger person, not only physically but mentally? Okay, how tough was that, and how did it make me stronger? More so, the toughest thing for me at that moment was my body wasn't shocked. So, yes, I felt the pain, but the mental struggle of laying on the field with my leg cracked in half, just knowing that this is not something that's going to recover in two weeks. This is not something that I'm going to be able to come back this season from. You know, it's probably going to take some time, at least five to six months, to get myself back to where I was three hours ago. And, you know, and then to have to go through another summer another, you know, winter workout, another training session, all these training sessions, just things that I, I have been preparing myself to do. It's just like, man, just the mental struggle was tough. But, you know, um, I just took it day by day, man. You know, I couldn't really overstress myself with, with too many different things. So, you know, once they once I got to the hospital, I had my surgery and whatnot. It was just a day by day process after that. The recovery process was tough. I remember times um, talking to my mom and, you know, I was just like, I don't really know if this is for me anymore because, you know, I've been waiting so long to get this opportunity. And here it is. It was taken from me. And to keep in mind that just a month prior, my grandfather had passed away from pancreatic cancer and I had sacrificed my summer to really be around him, you know, in his final days to be in Finley working to play that season. And then that season was taken from me. So I was at a, I was at a low point in my life, to be honest with you. But, you know, like I said, uh, it made me a stronger person because I learned to find beauty in the struggle. It was my first my first trial that I had to face on my own, you know. Like, God was testing me in ways that I didn't really understand. But, you know, looking later down the road of my life, how it all makes sense now, you know, I couldn't understand it. I remember sitting in the lobby of my campus dorm one time talking to my mom. And my boy Johnny had walked by, and I I, I dropped a tear, and he kind of had seen me, and I, I dropped a tear because you know I was talking to her about Grandpa passing away, and 
me being out for a whole other year, all this stuff I had to go through just to get back to where I was at. And it was, that's when I was like, man, mom, like, I don't know. But at that moment, she just told me, you know, baby, you got to trust God and the plan that he has for you. And, you know, from that moment, I just made the decision that, you know, how we're supposed to go, I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do. And if it works out, it works out. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But, yeah, it was tough. But definitely it just shaped my character. It gave me so much more confidence in who I am as a person and as a player because, once again, it was a setback. But it was something that I was able to get over and uh, to keep pushing on in life. And I think there's value in that lesson because life's never going to go how you want it to go. But if you keep working hard and stay true to your passion and stay true to God, you know, he's going to create opportunities for you to be able to tell your story one day and give that thanks to him. So I took a lot of pride in um, my journey of being injured and coming back from that because it gave me something to talk about. And, it, and obviously it motivated you, which is something I could see in your numbers coming up. You know, your first full season in which you had got regular playing time after the injury, you know, you came out, set a school record with 1,115 receiving yards on 71 receptions with 15 touchdowns. You were named to the first team All Great Lakes Intercollegiate Athletic Conference in the GLIAC. That's incredible. How good did it feel, and was that kind of a vindication for how hard you worked to get back on the field? Yeah, it felt great. Um, it was me displaying the talent that I always had. Um, it was just me just enjoying the game, me being in my zone. Um, you know, we're, we're a run-heavy team, really. So, if you, you know, to be in that locker room, to understand the numbers and that I was able to put up those numbers with the offense that we was in, it, it speaks volumes because <clears throat> that wasn't even my ceiling. Uh, you know, I could have put up so many more numbers, but, you know, I'm, I'm a team player. So, I'm just thankful that I was able to put up those numbers. You know, my first game after the injury, um, my first game of my career, I had seven catches for 100 yards. So I kind of set the bar for myself my first game, and I told myself as a player that 100 yards is always going to be the minimum that I'm trying to hit because that's what I had my first game. I'm only supposed to get better in my career, so there's no way that I shouldn't hit it. So that was just the mindset I had from there on out. You know, from Finley, uh, perseverance you know, for you continued to be a big part of your life. After not getting drafted, you walked on to the Los Angeles Chargers you know, and nearly made the team out of camp. For people who don't know, uh, you know, you were one of the last possible people that they could have cut on the final cutdown day. However, as you said, the Lord works in mysterious ways because the very next day you signed on their practice squad. That ended up being a great move. How much did, first of all, how much did not getting drafted motivate you to, to, to make a statement and, and make a team like it did? It motivated me a lot in a way. Um, I've always been the underdog in my head. I've always had a chip on my shoulder. And I remember, I want to say June, I had just got back from, um, you know, mini camp, OTAs and whatnot. And I was just peeking at um, a few articles and, and the blogs and whatnot that, uh, you know, sports analysts write. And I had seen something about me, uh, Jay Moore, Jason Moore. Had 2.5 out of 10 or 2.5 out of 10 chance of making the roster come season time. You know, practice squad at best. So, not getting drafted, I kind of set myself up for that with the career I had. A few things that had went down, but it, it wasn't the end of the world for me. It wasn't. I wasn't upset about it. I was more so grateful to have the opportunity to go out there and showcase my skills with some of the best guys in the world. So I was very grateful for that. To be able to get out there, like I said, I didn't lose hope. I didn't lose faith. You know, I talked to GM Tom, and he explained the move and everything about 
me being cut and put on practice squad and I understood it. You know, I'm a coachable person. If somebody sees um, something in me, I'm going to listen and I'm going to work and I'm going to do what I got to do to be that player. And so, you know, I put trust in what was happening and, you know, I went in and did my thing like I was supposed to. And as God works, he created opportunities for me. And, you know, I took off and just didn't look back. You know, your first pro game came against Pittsburgh last year, and you looked impressive pulling down two catches for 43 total yards in that game. What did it feel like? You know, because obviously I know you played in preseason and there's there's the practice squad. I understand all that. But what did it feel like in a you know, real-life Sunday game? I mean, take me through the entire process from the time, you know, you went to bed the night before all the way through the game time. What was going through your mind, and how were you able to settle those nerves? Because I have to believe that was probably one of the biggest days of your life. Oh, yeah, man. Like, it was crazy because I found out that Saturday that I was playing the next day. So I only had so much time to process before I got to go out there and do my job. But, man, it's the life we live. You know, you just got to be ready. Stay ready so you don't got to get ready. And, you know, I told myself that I could feel this moment coming, building up over the weeks, you know. I'm making plays. I'm practice squad. I'm starting to get more reps and practice with the ones and the field. You know, I'm catching all of the balls that field throws my way, which was which was pretty dope. But um, yeah, I felt the moment coming, and so uh, man, all the emotions. I think that day it was walk through, and uh, I'm walking through, and I just kind of get this feeling that coach is about to call me in, call me up, and so uh, my dude Dre came over and tell me because Dre was hurt for a little bit, so Dre was gonna be down, and so with Dre being down, it was gonna call me to be up. And then, uh, yeah, Drake came over and told me, like, yeah, Brody, you're going to be up this week. And I'm like, wow, like, okay. So um, after that walkthrough, a coach called me in, uh, called me over, and he said, we're going to bring you up this week and see what you can do. And so, you know, I went up, signed my, my game, my game day contract, uh, my contract for the season to be on active roster. And, man, that was a great feeling. I called my agent. My agent was already notified what was going down, and I talked to him after that, and he just had some words for me and just, you know, said he was proud of me and that, you know, you worked hard for it. You deserve to be here, and it's your time. So, you know, go do your thing. And so, you know, I just remember coming home, just talking to my mom. I called my mom uh, about 15, 20 minutes after that. I think she had already found out because the Chargers kind of had posted something like a Chargers update that Jason Moore was moved to the active roster. And so I called my He's like, um, yeah, like, you just, what, what's going on? Like, you just got activated or whatnot? And, like, I just kind of explained it to her. And she dropped a tear. She started crying. And I'm like, nah, like, you know, like, <laughs> like why are you crying? She, you, you worked so hard to be here. Everything that you've been through, you know, I wouldn't change any of the hard times that you went through because everything shaped you for everything you're about to do and endure this moment of your life. And I'm just so happy for you. I'm so proud of you. And you just motivate me every day to become a better person, to keep fighting for what I believe in, fighting for my dreams. So that was a big moment in my life. And I just enjoyed the rest of the day. We had meetings that night, uh, checked into the hotel um, for the first time for like the season. And, you know, went to the meetings, just embraced it all, man. Just thinking like my first game in the NFL is about to be on Sunday night against the Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, my um, my family rival, really, because, you know, growing up in Ohio, you got the Browns and the Steelers, and I remember my, uh, my aunt's husband always been a Steelers fan since we were kids, and so to, you know, Brown Steelers, to have him talking all his mess and me kindly go to the NFL, <laughs> and then my against the Steelers on a Sunday night, 
you can't really ask for a, a better story or, you know, like a better moment. You know, that was my real life. Like, I couldn't make none of this up. And it's just crazy how God works. But just to come this far, to come from what I came from, to be in that moment, um, game day was cool. I woke up, went, uh, went home, got some breakfast. It was, a, it was a later game, so I was able to enjoy the day, embrace it. I went in the pool uh, before and just visualized myself on kick return because either or, that was going to be my first play. I was going to be out there in one of the first plays of the game. And, um, you know, I had to get that in my head, wrap it around my head. Uh, I was the, the lead blocker on kick return, so... Really, you know, I was just visualizing everything I was going to do. And so, sure enough, it got to the game, game day emotions. Just going through the locker room, you see the guys, everybody getting their zone. You know, it wasn't my first rodeo because preseason gets you ready for it. So, I just acted like I've been here before, man. I acted like a professional as I, as I do. And I just embraced it all. Sure enough, kick return was the first play. And I'm going out there, my first game in the NFL, home game against the Steelers on Sunday night football. Here comes the kick. You know, I'm lead blocking and I just – Boom, go and my career takes off from there. I make a block and end up on the ground, man. And, you know, it was a good play. Uh, you know, Coach, he had said something the next day. He was proud of me for, you know, look at Jay Moore. You know, his first play in the, in the NFL, look at him making a block. He's on the ground. And that was a big moment for me. I was proud to hear that. And just, wow, like, you know, like God is good. God is great, actually, to come from everything I came from to be in that moment, man. It's just something I'm very grateful for, something I'm proud of, something I can talk about for a long time. You know, you touched on a couple of things there. One, and we got two questions left, so I, I really appreciate you taking this time tonight after a long day. Honestly, thank you so much. Uh, two questions left, but before I get to those two, I have to throw this in here. When I was doing my research, and I, and I, it's, I remember watching that game. Um, I watch every Sunday night football game. I love Sunday night football. And it's just it's funny to me, you know, a Cleveland kid lines up at receiver, and who's on the other side of the field but um, Joe Hayden. You know, a guy, a guy you probably rooted for at times. You know, how, how surreal was that feeling? Uh, it was dope. I remember watching Joe in his days out here. Um, just like the other stars that I've been around, you know, I try not, I don't get starstruck, but, you know, I always show my respect. But like I said, it was just one of those moments that, you know, I've seen this, this, this moment a thousand times in my head to be here and just kind of see it in person is just so surreal, man. It just always, it just, confirms to me that there's a God out there, there's a higher power, somebody uh, that's watching over us, somebody that's guiding us. And just to know that, like I said, God is great for putting me in this position because I've seen it in my head and to be seeing it in real life was just so crazy. So thank you again. Two more questions here. My second last question I had to ask you, what was it like, and you touched on it a little bit here, what was it like catching passes from Phillip Rivers, a guy who I feel personally should be in the Hall of Fame one day. I think he's probably the most underrated quarterback of our time. I think he's incredible. Um, it's going to be interesting to see you know, what he does with the Colts coming up and how you guys adjust. And I think you guys will be totally fine with, with who you have in place. But what was it like with Phillip Rivers? Man, to speak on Phil, um, he's a great leader. He's a great quarterback. He has a lot of skills that most fans, you know, if you don't really understand the game, we don't really break things down, we don't really understand just his communication, just his way he's able to call out protections. You know, uh, as my receiver coach said, he, he truly is one of the best quarterbacks in the game to ever, you know, call out protections and make those adjustments. You know, um, it's it's surreal because for as long as I've basically been alive, you know, basically 17 years, I mean, I was five years old when I really, when Phil really got in the league or whatnot. So to kind of grow up playing Madden, seeing this dude on here, um, seeing this legendary quarterback, 
and to be able to out there with him, you know, just catching passes from him, you know, my days in OTAs, my first time meeting him to our last conversation after our last game is just, yeah, man, it's, it's, it's surreal. It's dope because I had a relationship with this person who, you know, I never knew that I would have a relationship with, but to be able to, you know, come in and make a name for myself and earn his respect to hear the words that he had to share with me um, after my last game and after my first game, my first catch from him, you know, it was dope. You know, I'm a person who really believes in the value of relationships and the memories that you make with people. And, man, just to have that time with him is something that I'll always be grateful for and embrace because I got to, you know, he's going to be a Hall of Famer in my eyes. So to be able to, you know, just learn from him and, you know, just growing him was pretty dope. And to be able to watch his career kind of close out uh, with the Chargers, even though it didn't go the way that, you know, that most people will want to see a walk-off, but it's life, it's the business it is, but to be able to have the time we had, I'm forever grateful. Yeah, I mean, and again, I couldn't agree with you more. I think he, like I said, I feel like he's the most underrated quarterback of all time. Now, you know, last question for you here tonight, and uh, kind of touching on that, it's going to be a brand new quarterback room this year. Um, you know, a, a great kid coming from college. You got uh, Tyrod Taylor coming from, you know, the Bills, the Browns, and now Chargers. So, you know, the, the quarterback situation should be okay. I'd, I'd be shocked if it isn't. But overall, though, what are your expectations for this season? You know, how comfortable do you feel that there's going to be a season? You know, like you said, we, we, we have to put it in God's hands, and I know that we do. But also, you know, what do you think it's going to be like? Have you given it any thought of what it would be like playing without any fans? Yeah. I was just um, at the field throwing with some guys in the league playing for different teams, and they just was talking about how they kind of feel like the combine, uh, you know, in Indianapolis where, you know, you're just out there running, not too many people out there watching, but kind of, that feeling, but to me, um, <laughs> coming from where I come from, playing college football, that don't make a difference to me. You know, I probably had a thousand people watching me play on Saturday, so you know, I'm out here trying to do my job, and however it goes down, I'm gonna go out there and do what I gotta do. But for sure, it's gonna be weird, you know, not having the fans out there and whatnot. But I think, you know, if things um, calm down a little bit. There should be a chance of hope to have fans there because, I mean, for me personally, that would be dope to be able to play a game with fans in the stadium because the first game is in Ohio against Cincinnati. So that's like a homecoming for me, to be honest. And, you know, that would be dope to be able to have my family there, people uh, that I love and care about, be able to watch me play in Ohio. That would be pretty dope. So I'm, I'm rooting for a season with fans, as we all are, but we just have to play it by ear and see how it goes. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, thank you again for coming on the show tonight. I appreciate it. I'm, I'm probably going to send this over to uh, our guy there, Lloyd Henry. Maybe that will inspire him to go try out for the Browns this season. You never know. But uh, all joking aside, <laughs> all joking aside, it's been great speaking with you. And is there any last things you want to say to uh, all the fans out there and everybody listening? Man, um, shout out to everybody out there with a dream. You know, believe in yourself, whatever it is that you're doing. Just keep working hard. Um, adversity is going to happen, but just trust in the character that is building. And, you know, just don't let the hard times slow you down or discourage you because, you know, um, I'm somebody who was just like you and been through a lot. But to be where I'm at today um, allowed me to be grateful for everything that I have and everything that I've been through. And it just, I just feel like I'm living a second life now, a new opportunity to just become a, a, a greater person and a greater player. And I'm just taking advantage of it. So just shout out to everybody out there grinding, man. Just keep working hard. Believe in yourself. 
Well, absolutely. Thank you again. And uh, you have a fan in Keon Sports, and I'm going to hold you to that. When you come home on a bye week, if there's a Friday Night Football game, you're going to be in our uh, press box with us. Sound good? Oh, yeah. That sounds great to me. <laughs> All right. We'll talk to you then. Have a great summer. Yeah. Take care. Okay, now. Bye now. Thank you. So that was Jason Moore of the Los Angeles Chargers. Don't dare call them the San Diego Chargers. Like, I almost slipped up twice and did so. That is going to be one tough habit to break, let me tell you. Awesome, awesome stuff. Really, really enjoyed that. Um, And if you're not motivated or inspired after that, then I don't know what's going to do it for you because that is one hell of an inspiration. Everything that young man went through to, you know, to uh, pick a smaller school like Finley, like he did, like he said, maybe a 1,000 people in the crowd for some of those games, breaks his leg right before he's going to play. He comes back from it all. Amazing. Walks on to the Chargers. And, you know, we, we say undrafted free agent, but come on, think about it for a second. It really is like a walk-on at that point. You know, he walks on to the Chargers. Unbelievable success now coming in to his second season. Um, should be one of the regular starters, I would believe. Going to be some new quarterbacks there. Well, you know, we could get to that on a, on a future show. But tonight, all about Jason Moore, Finley, Oberlin. He's done it all now with the Chargers. We wish him nothing but the best of luck. To all of you as well, everybody have a safe night. Keep hanging in there. We're almost out of this uh, this cloud that's been hanging over us for a little while. But you know what? Sunshine and, and brighter days are ahead. I just know it. Everybody have a great night. I want to thank our guest one more time, Jason Moore of the Los Angeles Chargers. Have a good night.